Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. She musters a smile. Breaking home of record of the year in 1980 David. from minute by minute. It's Newby Brothers, what a fool believes. Sam and Greg on Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. All this. Pardon? They touring this year? He is. He's not with them anymore. Michael McDonald goes out on his own. No, but I think they are. Oh, the Doobies? I think they're, yeah. I think they're doing the They might days. be. Everybody's going days. out. After yeah. the pandemic, everybody's going out. They're trying to get some money. Yeah, yeah. So I, I know Michael McDonald's out there. I forgot who he's with. He's with another. And I always get him. There's a show that would never happen, but I would probably go to see because of the similarities in their voices, but yet still different, the songs. Michael McDonald and Bob Seger. Okay. Kind of, you know, kind of that same, that raspy thing going on there, and I just enjoy them. Doobie Brothers had a career before this dude joined the band, and then they just, oh, like, know. blew up. Yeah, it became a, a whole different thing. I'm seeing they do, they are they are having a uh, 2024 tour. They are? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Would you go see them? I think so. I, I've never seen them before, and I might just do it this time. Okay. Yeah. As they serve some popcorn, you will they, be there. They're coming to Ameris Bank up in, uh, up in Alpharetta. Happy 65th birthday to arguably the greatest defensive player the NFL has ever seen. Ooh, there's a T up there. You want to guess who I'm talking about? Wow. I, th- the, I thought the age might give it away who I'm talking about. Happy 65th birthday 65th. to one of the greatest defensive players the NFL has ever seen. As a matter of fact, the position he played, when there's somebody coming up, he's that guy who they say, he reminds you of, or he's... You hope he becomes this type of player, but you never know. He's never going to be that player. But he's never going to be that player? That, that player. Nobody will be this player coming up. It's just like I'm just trying to think of some people. who Nobody's going to be Walter Payton. Nobody's going to be Barry Sanders. Again, you can get some powerful runners like Jim Brown and with the speed, but the, the way those guys played that particular position and this particular guy changed the way people played this defensive position. There's only a few all-time greats that you mention when you talk about the defensive side. Okay. New York Giants. Okay. LT. LT. There you go. I figured, LT. yeah. Yeah. LT. I figured it was LT. LT 65. He's 65 today. And so, you know, shout out Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, man. There you go. Also, this w- and you know who he shares a birthday with? Who's that? Shares a birthday with Byron Nelson. Well, it, were he here. Yeah. And Rosa Parks. And Rosa Parks. There you go. Who has a statue over at Georgia Tech. And a movie made about her that I'm in. How about that? Behind the Movement. All right. And also with uh, with 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 uh, Kevin and his goat. <laughs> I got I got to get him back on here. <laughs> it was so bad. 
I got to get Antoine said, back That's on great, here. man. I told him he and Nick Saban had something in common. Had yeah. TV commercials with a goat. That's true. <laughs> Antoine Mills. Shout out. Give Antoine a shout If you're listening and you know Antoine, tell him we talked about him this morning on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yep. Um, you had, you, are you looking forward to or looking for, I should say, any sort of – they're not going to make any predictions, but things that you want to hear from Terry Fontenot and, of course, Raheem Morris for this press conference on Monday that we'll be covering live at 2 o'clock. Um, just um, I think I – think I don't know how much we'll be told, but I think there's still a lot of people wondering about the process about how how things went. Yeah, it was it was a pretty long, pretty long engaging process to 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 pick this coach here in Atlanta. And um, you know, I mean, they're not gonna take you behind the curtain and tell you everything that was discussed, but obviously, you know, he he um, had high ratings and checked a lot of boxes of what the team wanted to do and the direction they wanted to go in. Um so you know and obviously the difference between the Raheem Morris we, that's coming to Atlanta now and the one that was here before he left. Um, you know, and obviously he's been around a lot of success. He's been around a lot of winning. Um, so I think that's the thing you want to see now. How do you bring that to be a part of what's going to be happening here? I think that's the, the big thing, too. And also uh, some changes with the coaching staff, some uh, some assistants that he's brought on and coordinators are all been named. And so that's the thing I think we, you know, we look forward to hearing him in his words because we've heard have everybody else's words, right? <laughs> we're, we're, we're looking forward. We're looking forward to having it in, in his words. Him speak for himself. I just, I just know that there are some people, some some people of privilege, some people in the know, some people who are in the room, in other locations, but not many that are going to know what we all want to know, and we're never going to know it at least for another decade. It's not going to be asked during this press conference, and that is why not, Bill Belichick? What happened? What was said? Yeah. And there's some people. Who are privy to those conversations, and, well, well, and that'll permeate its way. But not just him, but 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 Harbaugh as well. Well, we kind of knew because the way the way I'm looking at, once Harbaugh didn't come for the second interview, that's when things got moving. I don't think here. that he was ever. Yeah. I don't think he was ever in the mix like Bel- Belichick was because Harbaugh had multiple interviews. Bel- Belichick only had one, and it was here. What? And you kind of figured he was going to get the job. What? No, Belichick had talked to two. Where was he at? He had two interviews here. No, no, I mean with other teams. He only one team. That's what I meant. Okay. And and Harbaugh had multiple teams. I'm just saying there's something. We can all speculate, but that's the information we're going to get in like a decade from now. I mean, because I I, I thought that Belichick was a done deal, but looking back on how things went down, maybe this team was hoping that Harbaugh would come here, but when he didn't come for the second interview, I mean, he, he basically stood the team up. Yeah, but and I kind of figured. And, decided, and, I, and that's when things got rolling. I remember talking to somebody and said, okay, the dominoes are going to start falling. Harbaugh has decided to go to the Chargers, and sure enough, the next day we get Raheem Mars. Right. So, I mean, that's why I'm feeling that this team was really hoping that he would come for that second interview and and, and get a, and really consider what was happening here. Um, I'm just listen, listen know, but, but nobody's going to say how. High no, that's it what was, I mean. But that's you know. the question you want answered. Listen, we're all very happy about the choice. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, over the moon happy about it. Yeah. But because it's Bill Belichick, you still have to answer that question. We all turn into reporters, right? You yeah. wonder why we we think we know why. Either confirm it or tell us, you know, what really happened. Well, the thing, the really thing I'm wondering, well, the thing I'm wondering now is why he didn't interview anywhere else. Now, to me, that's the question yeah. more so that I have for him now or about him. You know, he's somebody who's accomplished what he's accomplished 
Uh, say what you will about the way he does things or, you know, what you may or may not like about him. you got to respect his record. And for that reason, I figured he would have gone to another number of different places. And that's what I think made people think it was a done deal here because he had the second interview here. And so without going anyplace else, you know, and I don't know if his agent or representative wasn't calling people or maybe the other teams weren't taking their call. I, you know, that's what you don't know. To me, that's a, almost as intriguing, if not more intriguing, of how someone with his accomplishments didn't go visit other places. But it's how it ended. That's the thing. And, and people with that ego, with that, with that amount of accomplishments, you know, it always reminds me of the last vision I had of Walter Payton on the field. And it was under the bench. He'd run out of sidelines and slipped and fell. You know, it was icy in Chicago. And it was under the bench, and that was the last play he was, you know, of the game for him. He don't want to end it that way. Well, go out there and you know score a touchdown, and then of course he didn't get the touchdown in the Super, in the Super Bowl, Bowl right. and you can blame Ditka for that. And he he's fallen on the sword ad nauseum because of that. But Bill Belichick, as opposed to Nick Saban, Nick Saban didn't get the chip, but he made it to the championship game. Yeah, right. He made it into the playoffs. So while he didn't bring it across the finish line, he still ended the season like a Nick Saban coach team. Is that fair? Yeah. Belichick did not. And they're both around the same age. You can talk about age being a part of it on the college level. You can talk about all the things that are now part of that sport. That's the reason why some of these older guys don't want to be a part of it anymore. But Belichick, and of course, you hear what has been said about his coaching style and the lack of success of his you know, his tree of coaches. I just think he wanted to get back in there one more time. And, and and swing for the fences and and maybe try and go for you know Don Shula's record oh, yeah, or whatever that is. I think, I think he still wants to do that, but it's amazing to me now he's going to have to sit out at least one season. And what does that do for his chances going forward with any with any opportunities that may come after this year? That's well, you thing. know of one, you know, and you got to wonder that you talk about a, a show, like <laughs> you talk about a made for TV show. Listen, Dan Quinn exited stage left. He's in Washington. You can say what you will about that Cowboys defense during the course of the year, but we saw what happened in the playoffs. But he was still an integral part of the success of that team. He's now gone. They had Mike McCarthy one foot out the door, didn't they? Well, at least we thought they did. Okay, well, we thought they did. So if the defense doesn't measure up to what they had this year and the Cowboys do whatever this upcoming season, general consensus is Mike McCarthy's out the door. And then Jerry Jones down there at the Super Bowl or Senior Bowl was asked the question about Bill Belichick. Oh, yeah, I know him well. I could work with him, you know. We could work good together. Yeah. Where's that effect? So he's planting the seed oh, already. Well, you know what? It's a talking point, and that's already going to uh, be a subplot to the to the fall because uh, every time something goes wrong, that, that, that's going to pop up. So we get, we got to get ready for that. But anyway, here we have our coach, and we're going to have it here for you tomorrow, 2 o'clock here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You will get to hear the press conference with new Falcons head coach Raheem Morris. Uh, some thoughts here. James Palmer was on with Dukes and Bell this week, gave his thoughts about how the Falcons possibly benefited from a lengthy coaching search. Wow, Raheem, we know you, but you've grown. This is a whole other interview process. They were zeroed in on Bill, and then they kind of cast that net a little bit wider and were able to have these interviews and able to find out that's not exactly what the best fit was for them. And we're able to make, I think, a much more informed and educated decision because the process slowed down. All right. 
we, so that's what we think. Again, we'll, we're going to see what happens. But one of the things that I think will be discussed, and you're waiting how the question is going to be asked, is what's going on? What are their thoughts about the quarterback position? Right? I mean, it's got to be oh, a first or second question absolutely. when you talk about scheme to scheme. I mean, obviously he will probably make a statement first. But right? he, he can't name names. No, no, no. I'm not asking him. He's got people on the team. He's going to talk about the people that are in the building. Right. But I'm saying, would you would you speculate that he's going to come out as he's introduced? He's going to make a statement before taking questions. Is that how you know how it works? I've seen it work both ways, but he'll be introduced and and maybe tell everybody what his thoughts are for this team moving forward. And if you were there, because you've done this a ton of times, not maybe exactly the question you'd ask, but what side of the ball would your question first uh, come from? Oh my goodness. Um... Because we got concerns on both sides. We got all this talent on both sides, on both sides of the ball. Um, we have a defensive coordinator that a lot of people were alarmed that <laughs> that defensive coordinator left that we had here because the defense was playing so well. Um, and so you 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 want that to be strong, but obviously it goes back to to uh, to, to quarterback. And I, you know what? I would love to get his evaluation of the talent that is here on the offensive side of the ball. I would say, hey, well, you, you know, your thoughts on what on what you're finding here and um, your observations, even from afar as working with the Rams, how much did you watch this team this year? How much did you pay attention to this team this year? And I'm sure he was asked all those things during his interview if he's, if he, if he's watched Atlanta. But um, just his, his evaluation of, of what's here. And, um, you know, that, that, I think that may lend a little bit of what type of quarterback he would want to bring. You know, you still hearing this conversation swirling around Baker Mayfield? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you hear. I mean, you hear all manner of names. I'm just saying that's the one that was a little surprising. The two quarterbacks in this NFC South that I'm still surprised are where they are. One is because eh, I've been hearing his name all over the place, and that's Baker Mayfield. And the other is because of the last time we saw him. I'm surprised James Winston's still on the Saints. Yeah. Are you? He's still there. He's got to be somewhere. Uh, well, okay, but I'm just surprised after what that showed was a lack of respect toward that coach, and I'm surprised he he's still oh, there because he oh at the end of the game overruling him blatantly, and then went on and told everybody in the, in the interview after the game. Uh, again, those are just two that that just stay with me. Hey, Noel, I hear your bike. So what's up, girl? Oh, Party. I was just gonna say the Baker conversation is only really coming up because Zach Robinson worked with him in L.A., but I don't I don't know how viable. Baker Mayfield really is as an option. But that's the first name being thrown out because that's somebody that could possibly be available that Robinson has kind of tweaked and made work a bit. But then they went out and got a quarterback. So how much do you? I got to apologize to her. Okay. Yeah, I I owe you an apology. Why? Because when Uh you come – no, no, it's not – it's just me checking. It's me trying to get better. How's that? Because, see, I have found myself the last couple times when I've invited her to come on or I acknowledge her to come on, I talk to her like we all talk when we're off the air in the bullpen. Hey, Greg. Hey, girl. What's going on? Hey. And I can't do that. Really, I shouldn't do that over the air. And so I'm falling on the sword. That does not sound right. And I should not be yelling at you. Hey, girl. <laughs> like that on the air. So please accept my apology. It is accepted. There you know, I'm you so go. used to it at the other job. Like, hey, you. <laughs> so, no, I've never you know. done a hey, you. But, <laughs> you know, I'm just I'm not trying to be that that person. So that's how you get better, Sam. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I, I try to. Have to. I'm just a you know, big dude trying to get into heaven. <laughs> Happy birthday, Oscar De La Hoya, Ooh. who is 51 Okay. today. Yeah. Yikes. He's going up there. 
Remember that picture of him in pantyhose dressed up like that? That picture he put out there. He, oh yeah, you you looking at me funny? But there was he. Noel, you know what I'm talking about? Oscar De La Hoya. He put that picture out when he was. I don't know, it was a Halloween picture. Or I what? think I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in pantyhose and all kinds of stuff. Well, he was Burt Reynolds <laughs> doing that thing. No, it was Joe Namath. Or Joe Namath. Burt Reynolds did it, too. And both of them did it. <laughs> Sam and Greg, Sports Radio. Night. Oh, yeah, we got Jason Longshore coming up next. We got preseason, you know, soccer going on. These guys had a push in their last game, but we want to talk about what this team is going to look like moving forward. Jason, who fills in for us here. Give him a chance to just spread his wings and completely talk Atlanta United. He's going to join us next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you in the Odyssey app. I was going to say the title, but he just said it. On this Grammy <laughs> Grammy Award Sunday morning, we are giving you song. And now this song not only won Record of the Year, but it also won Song of the Year. Okay. So he got himself a couple trophies that night. Song of the Year goes to the songwriter. Record of the Year is for the singer. And uh, 1989, there you go. 89. Record of the Year and okay. Song of the Year, Bobby McFerrin, as we've been doing this all moaning long. But we haven't played any Alice Cooper. Got to get that out there. Happy 76th birthday to Alice Cooper. Whoa. School's out. Really? Also, um, Jimmy Johnson. Okay. Now, it's not that Jimmy Johnson. Which Jimmy Johnson? And it ain't the other Jimmy Johnson. Oh, this is another Jimmy Johnson? This is another Jimmy Johnson. Okay. And you will appreciate this man's... Work and what he has done. This Jimmy Johnson is the guy who co-founded the Muscle Shoals Music Studio over there in Alabama. Oh man, okay. What, yeah, where Aretha and them yeah. recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the co-founder of, of Muscle Shoals uh, Studio was a guy named Jimmy Johnson. Okay. So it would have been his birthday today. So there you great, go. Great music over there. Yes, it is. Great. And I fell into this late. I didn't know all the stuff when I got down here. Is when I found out about. It. I thought all the blues was up in Chicago, right? No, that's man. how. That's how. Tunnel vision I was and didn't didn't know and got down here and got educated. Yeah. And you know who one of the people, one of the first people to educate me about what was going on over there at Muscle Souls? It was a brief conversation. He said it during the conversation. It went right over my head. Okay. And then he, he mentioned something else. And then from that point on, it seemed like I was running into people down here when I moved to Georgia who were telling me about Muscle Souls. Rogene Bailey. Okay. Well, shout out to him. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Roji, he yeah. was the first one to mention muscle, show, muscle shows to me. So All right. I want to get down on there. But that's not why you called. Our no. guest is waiting to join yes, us. Yes, he is. And he knows what sort of nonsense I will start to bring up as we come out of commercials because <laughs> he sat right where you are and, and had to deal with it. But uh, this was one of those late-night calls and reached out to him. And on the heels of yesterday's matchup, I want to thank Jason Longshore for joining us this morning. Good morning, buddy, and hope you are uh, enjoying a good weekend. Good morning. What's up, guys? Good morning. I, you know, I know this about Jason Longshore. Okay. When it comes to, as far as rock, and he's more of an alternative mm-hmm. lover than, you know, being yep. straight rock and roll. Do you care one about what's going on with the Grammy Awards tonight or the artists <laughs> that are performing? Because, see, I get to the point where I don't know half these people and I just, I just ain't following but are you still that kind of music lover? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to check into it and, and keep up with it, but it's not like it used to be. I mean... When I fell in love with music and really got deep into it, it, the Grammys really weren't the show because they didn't really give the awards properly to things like metal where they give it to Jethro Tull once or like the alternative awards. It was never like really the ones that should be in it. 
So for me, back in those days, it was actually the VMAs when MTV did that. And you had all the great performances, and it was iconic in the 90s. Now, that's mm-hmm. not really anything either. So, <laughs> it's, uh, Look, you know, when we get a little bit older, we have to accept that music and a lot of the, the, the newer popular stuff is not really made for us anymore. That's right. So that's okay. That's right. Just move on there, man. <laughs> Watch football to get our music. <laughs> you know, we can do that. <laughs> Spend the time on the waitforit.com hotline with Jason Longshore. And he is social. You can always find him at Longshoe, at Longshoe. Second uh, preseason friendly uh, for the Five Stripes. Uh, thoughts about uh, what you saw in Athens yesterday? It's funny. I mean, in soccer, we have that term friendly for an exhibition game or a preseason game or just one that doesn't count in a regular season or in a, a cup competition. This one was not friendly. It, it was really competitive and some of the reason is you have a team in Memphis that knocked Atlanta out of the U.S. Open Cup last year in an upset. The Memphis team that's playing a team in MLS, so a, a league up in terms of level, so they've got a point to prove. Atlanta United's talked about it all preseason. They want to go and win these games and learn how to win these games, even when things aren't fully clicking, as they don't at this point in preseason. And it had an edge to it. There were over 30 fouls called in this game. That's not typical for a preseason match. Uh, you had a lot of players uh, jawing back and forth. It was it was good. And I think in the long run, it's very, very helpful that you get a game like that under your belt at this stage of preseason. It just, I think, raises the intensity level for everybody. And the group in the second half especially, I thought they showed an urgency and an intensity level that, you don't typically see in game two of preseason. It's still early. Things are coming together. You've got guys who are able to play about 45 minutes right now, so about half of a game. So the fitness isn't there yet as it you know would be at the stage. The sharpness, especially for somebody like Bartosz Slish coming in with his work visa from Poland, just a few training sessions under his belt with the group. Looked a little rusty. Looked like he's still getting to know the guys around him a little bit in terms of you know, their movements off the ball and where they're going to be. These are things that come together over time. That's why you play these preseason games. You you work through these things. And I thought Atlanta United, outside of giving up kind of a weird goal early and then not converting chances, they created a ton. They had a ton of shots. Good play overall. There's things to work on, and they're going to head down to, to Florida for the next stage of preseason to do that. Jason Longshore joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. The education of Greg continues. So as we sit here in these preseason games, I ask Jason, I always try to draw a comparison to other sports to help me understand what is going on or what they're focusing on and so on and so forth. So as we sit here in preseason, I know what they work on as far as baseball and football. And what are the areas this particular team, in your mind, needs to be focused on during these preseason matches? I think it's somewhat similar to basketball in that, you know, you've got games that are free-flowing. So in these preseason games, number one, you're building fitness and you're building the amount of minutes you can play. You know, you're you're just trying to build that foundational level of fitness to be able to be ready for, for the regular season opener at the end of February and have guys be able to play 90 minutes. That's the most important thing. And then the other is really creating the identity of the way that you play. And and that's where I think the biggest similarities with, with basketball and a basketball preseason with soccer are in that 
your teams have styles. They, they approach it differently. How you create your, your looks on goal, how you defend as a group, these kinds of foundational elements to the way that you want to play, you can work on those in training and, and really start to build that out. But it gets tested and it gets sharpened in games against opponents. And that's what you're working on right now. So if you get to the end of next week where they're going to play a game on Wednesday, um, a little bit longer than a normal match, everybody's going to get 60 minutes under their belts in that one. And then they play again next Saturday, and we'll have that game against the Tampa Bay Rowdies on 92.9 game in the Odyssey app. If you can get to that one, and by the end of it, you're pretty close to guys being able to play 75 minutes or so, You've had a really good preseason where you've built your style of play, but you've also built that fitness to where you know guys can compete. He is your host of Atlanta Soccer Tonight. Jason Longshore joining us on WaitForIt.com hotline this morning. Um, Jason, Josh Cohen, um, talk about him. We got a chance to get uh, a look at him yesterday. Thoughts about his progress and what he's prepared to do for this, for this team. Yeah, this is the, the real position battle when you look at it. and you know It's one of those things we talk about going into a preseason with any team is what are the, the spots on the field that you've got multiple players who are trying to be the number one, the starter there. And Josh Cohen is a guy who has been a starter at his last club in Israel. And it, it's a league that we don't get to see as much. He's, he's got a competition. He's got opportunities there. He's played in European competition. Um, a really strong goalkeeper who's kind of in the prime of his career but hasn't played in MLS before. He's coming in to compete with Brad Gazan, who's been here pretty much since day one and has been a major leader in the squad. Brad is getting towards the end of his career. He's not done yet. Cohen is a guy who is, is he wants to be the number one. So you got two guys who want to be that number one guy. And I don't think it's really determined yet i think that's the one that they both played 45 minutes yesterday it's hard to take a lot out of it the goal that was given up was on cohen but it's not anything that that cohen should have made the save on it's a, a quick shot a really well taken goal from memphis brad Gazan didn't really get tested very much in the second 45 so i think in the game action can't really draw anything out of it in these two preseason games yet but they're going to compete Honestly, I think all year. So we might get to a point with those two, and, and you're talking about two experienced guys to where you know you worry at times going back and forth between goalkeepers. Yeah, I think these two are going to push each other all year long, and you might end up going back and forth based off form if injuries come into play. Going to be an interesting goalkeeper situation for this team, and two guys who I think they get it. You know, they both know that they're not the number one walking in the door. They want to be, and they're going to have to push each other, and they're going to have to push to get that spot. So it'll be good, healthy competition, but it's absolute competition as to who will be the starter for this team, and I don't think that's determined yet. You see, this is this is why I love working with this dude, because we actually he brought up something that I speculated on. He cleared it up for me, <laughs> because the last time I talked to Jason about Guzan was about the fact that he said at the end of the season – I'm thinking about retiring, yep. right? Yep. And so we say that in other sports, when the guy says that, he's really retired. When, you, when you're when you mentally checked out, you can't play NFL football. 
I mean, you might be able to do a little baseball, but usually when you hear that athlete who's been doing it for a while and they, they you know, we understand emotions at the end of a season or the end of a loss, you True. know, you say all kinds of stuff. But I asked Jason about this, and I said, is this a worry for the team moving forward? Is it going to have to look for possibly bringing somebody else in because this guy seems like mentally he's got one foot out the door. He sits here and tells us everything he just did about Cohen. and. The competition. Did you think last year there was going to be a guy who competed with Guzman, uh, Guzan all year? No. Last year going into the year, yeah, you didn't have that. No. And now you do. And, and look, it's just part of the nature of building a team. And, you know, we talked about it before. I, I think when Brad made those statements last year, it's in the locker room after the season ending right. in Columbus. Uh, I think it was a little bit of emotion and – Honestly, maybe a little bit of I, I just don't really want to talk right now. I'm 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 still processing all of this. So I've I've gotten to know Brad over the years and, and had conversations with him. He he's been on the radio station a ton over the years. He was on with Dukes and Bell and the the opening day of preseason and he still got that fire. You know, he's a competitor, but he's also realistic. You know, he wants what's best for this team, having been here for as long as he has and he wants to be what's best for this team. And if he is, he's going to play. And if he's not, he's not going to be a problem if he doesn't play. He's going to be at goalkeeper room. I think it's one of the hardest things if you haven't played goalkeeper at that level to understand the, the brotherhood and the bond between those guys because they do a lot of training that is separate from the team. It's you have to have that togetherness with the group. And I think Brad and Josh Cohen and Quentin Westberg and the guys with the second team, they have that, they understand their roles, and they're all going to push each other for what's good for the overall group. Yep, yep. Atlanta soccer tonight. What's coming up this week, Jason? This week we're going to dig deeper into this game. You're going to hear some of the post-game audio from Gonzalo Pineda after the Memphis game. I'll actually be down in St. Petersburg getting ready for the next two games of Atlanta United preseason, they play Montreal on Wednesday afternoon. I'll have that on atlutd.com slash live. And then we'll have the game against the Tampa Bay Rowdies. But the other thing we're going to talk about is something that comes out later today. The announcement is this afternoon, uh, you'll be able to watch it on Fox. What games are being put in what cities? for the 2026 World Cup. We don't know what Atlanta's going to get yet. Um, I'm guessing somewhere in the six to eight games in the tournament range. Yeah. Can they get – they'll get group stage for sure, no question. They'll get some knockout games, no question. How deep in the tournament? I think the biggest one is does Atlanta get a semifinal? And I think they will. I can't wait to find out a little bit later this afternoon. I, you know, listen, we love this guy, and yeah, we but. can't wait for him to come back here. That just means one of us is out. But Jason, <laughs> Jason's done our show, and we'll continue to. We thank you, uh, as always, man, for getting up, and especially today. Realize that there was a little bit of movement going on and, and scheduling you, so I want to thank you for uh, accommodating accommodating us this morning. Yeah. All good. We're going to make this a regular thing during the season. So. Let's there you do go. That. Let's do that. All right. Again, that's Jason Longshow. I want to remind you, in case you can't get in front of a TV, that game he mentioned down Tampa, Atlanta United versus Tampa, next Saturday. It is 2 p.m. pregame kick at 3 o'clock. And that same day, Hawks are uh, taking on Houston at pregame 7, tip at 7.30, all leading into Super Bowl Sunday. Or, as I like to remind you, unfortunately, an amateur night. Yep. An amateur day. Be very, very careful out there. we got people out there drinking and driving who shouldn't be doing it.
So you ain't got no time going to hospitals visiting folks. Uh, I got a fresh casting call for you. Also, shout out to Chief Brandon, all them folks at the, the fire departments up there in Paulding County. You got uh, Randall, you got Mike. Randall does gutters, the other guys does foundations. And I'm telling you, you want somebody to help you out when they're not in the firehouse to, to things around your house, call a fireman. Okay. And I ain't got none of this stuff for free. Right, so I'm not right, doing nothing right. to give shout outs because I'm getting free stuff. These guys, and, and they have integrity. Firemen have integrity. Yeah. I have learned that. So shout out to all them dudes. Anyway, got a fresh casting called Job Opportunities. Uh, if you're a drag queen or if you know a female drummer, just a few of the opportunities coming up. Uh, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you in the Odyssey app. It is Sam and Greg on this Grammy Awards morning. Sunday morning. Fourth day of February. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm looking here, and this is on me, because I was I was busy doing two things here and didn't really give um, Noelle a song. And I know this is from the 70s, Maggie Mae, mm-hmm. but it didn't win Record of the Year or Song of the Year. But it's a good song. It's a popular song. Oh, yeah. It's one of Rod's biggest songs. Absolutely. <laughs> do, do you think I'm sexy? One of his biggest hits. I think he gave all that money away. He didn't know it was going to be the song it was. And then, like, all that money he, he donated to charity. So, not bad. Nice to be able to do that. Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? If you're him. <laughs> anyway, hello, Noel. Yeah, played that one because it didn't win a Grammy, but they realized they was wrong for not giving it a Grammy. So oh. now it's in the Grammy Hall of Fame. They do that now? What's yeah, they do that? that now. So now it's in the Grammy Hall of Hang Fame. Hang on a second. So, when did they do that? I think they did it in 2021, so I think it's kind of a new thing. So things we messed up on, yeah, kind of like we messed up. Yeah, kind of like Angela Bassett getting her honor, getting her Lifetime Achievement Oscar because she because she okay. didn't get an Oscar. Yeah, kind of like one of those she things. Got, didn't she get one for uh, Tina playing Tina Turner? No, she, no. she should have, but she didn't. Uh, so now, now we got to get a Lifetime Achievement Oscar because they messed up. There we go. So that's the tra- that's the yeah <laughs> so yeah the we, we cleaning day- stuff up. It's the training day award. <laughs> yeah, basically. That. That's the one Denzel got for not getting it for Malcolm X. Well, so they gave it to him for training day. Well, that's what the I think I think the Grammys did that for for Little Richard too because he never won one. Really? I think they did a life. He never won a Grammy. No, I'm saying I just I, I didn't. think they did a lifetime achievement. What, mama, little mama, what man, boo? Didn't win one. You would always say that when somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a uh, a documentary out about him too. Okay. Yeah. I want to lead with something that, for the first time, a casting director actually put it out on their page. Because it happens. It doesn't happen all that often. You have heard me talk about it. I always tell the extras, the people who are trying to be extras, and once you get booked, be prepared for this. I will give you the scenario. You get booked as an extra. You're going to be in a scene at a convenience store, okay? okay? And you're standing behind the star. Right. And the star is having the conversation that they're having in the scene. And for whatever the reason, the star sneezes. I'm just, again, I'm just making up a scenario. Okay. And then that star continues talking to maybe the person behind the counter or wherever. They shoot the scene. Now, as they get ready to change the lights around or they stop, they do a scene like three, four, or five times even. After the third time, the director decides, something's not right here. Excuse me, uh, Sam, you're, uh, Sam, you're standing behind... Uh, uh, Melissa McCarthy, when she sneezes, I want you to say Gesundheit. Yeah. Now you got lines. Okay. Okay. And you do it. And after the scene, a whole bunch of people come running toward you. <laughs> 
and they take a bunch of people. They, well, like two or three. Okay. In some cases, and they take the paperwork that you had and rip it up, and now you got to fill out all kinds of new paperwork because you are now going to get residuals because you spoke. So okay. you have gone from an extra to a principal. Okay. Having okay. said that, casting Taylor Made, who does Stranger Things, who does uh, a number of projects, but that's their big one right now. Heather over there, she made a special announcement. Put this on her page. The casting Taylor Made team could not be more excited for these five background ac- extras that were upgraded this past week to principal roles on one of our productions. We always get so excited when we hear the news. Thank you always for your hard work and always showing up. You never know what could happen. I've been telling you, how long I've been telling you about that? Yeah, right. But they had five of them. I don't know what the scene was. I don't know what production it was. But when you get booked on there, you never know. You, you just don't know. Now, you don't want to be that person who, who's, who's kind of like trying to get in front of folks and, and, uh, and, and no. inch your way up. Yeah, there yeah, are those people. Yeah. Okay. So, and that's understandable. That, that, that's that's kind of human nature and also for the uninitiated. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Okay. I'll just go back to that one <laughs> movie. They were shooting up at, uh, up at Lake Lanier during the summer. I forgot which one it was. But anyway, a bunch of guys thought it would be a good idea during one of the breaks to go up and try and get selfies with Jennifer Lopez. And the next thing you know, thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're released. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that's, the, that's just not, not smart. That's the end of that. Again, you can find this list up on 929thegame.com slash casting call. And you can also see it on X at Get Cast with Greg on Twitter. Or on X. What did I just say? I did that like full circle it's whatever, and whatever you call it in the last 15 minutes, man. <laughs> so the first one, Extras Cast in Atlanta. Patrick Ingram, he's been on here before. Probably have a Super Bowl pick. He'll want to come on and tell everybody. They are looking for female drummers. Okay. Female drummer. Uh, a, a really, really good, if not great, drummer. 18 to 25 years old. And as it says in the, in the breakdown, looking for a great drummer first, some acting experience second. This is going to shoot late uh, February, early into March. Think about a great female drummer. And we, on Grammy Day, I mean, Karen Carpenter. It's funny you should say that. Yeah. I mean, you didn't even know when you said that. What? We lost her on this day. On this day. Karen Carpenter passed. On February 4th. You want to see something, though, as you were just saying, go to YouTube and 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 go, and, and um, yeah. put in Karen Carpenter drumming, mm-hmm. solo drumming. You're going to see some crazy stuff. That woman had some talent. Like, yeah. you were just, you didn't, this is all we like. We just would know her for singing yeah, and the songs but, they yeah, would sing, you Wonder know. Bread and just yeah. like vanilla ice cream and all that stuff. Yeah. And she had some skills. That friend of mine who I showed you from Chicago who's a jazz drummer, yeah. he showed, he, he was like, he was impressed. And jazz drummers, it's hard to impress them if you ain't playing jazz. But he was very impressed with her. Central Casting, doing Will Trent. This is the uh, show over on ABC, the second season. Okay. And we, we, we just let you know what they're looking for this particular week for is they put a really fun scene. They are looking for drag queens. Okay. And this is going to be one of those, you're going to submit yourself in drag, and the director is going to pick from the photos. So again, you'll see this under Central Casting, Will Trent, looking for drag queens. Queens, Roselock is back. I talked about this last week. Roselock Casting, they're doing the Saturday Night Live movie. Okay. The first season of Saturday Night Live, 1975. Um, so this week they're looking for variety show acts. Mm. Variety show okay. acts. Circus, carnival, any kind of variety show act. That's one that's going to shoot from the 20th of March through May 1st. And a male stand-in. Here's the deal. you got to be thin, Caucasian male, brown hair, somewhere around 5'4", five, 5'5". 
Okay. There's a okay. reason that that height is needed. Okay. Also going to shoot between March 20th and May 1st. Destination Cassie's got this true crime stories where there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven different roles they need filling. Serious inquiries only. So you'll see that under Destination Casting. Casting all talent. Okay. Doing a holiday film, Sam. They're Whoa. already booking, they're booking doing a, holiday a film? Christmas movie. They need churchgoers, nativity kids, tech employees, construction workers, club goers. So all of that is going on. I can't on. imagine what people are thinking wherever they're shooting this. <laughs> Somebody's riding by seeing Dude, I, Christmas stuff and everything. Yeah, they make the stuff. Yeah, I've done, I've done those before. Like in wow. June, you're out there shooting Christmas stuff. And cab, cab, cab casting, uh, C-A-B, cab casting, doing hard feelings. And there's multiple roles and multiple dates for those. So, again, that's in front of the camera. I walk you through how to find the jobs behind the camera. Uh, starting with Georgia.org, the the voiceover connections with Bill Seller and Atlanta Voiceover Studio, the list of the casting directors. If you don't hear their names this week, you'll hear them next week. And if not, you can just go to their social media pages and find out what they're casting on a daily basis and a generic version of how to submit yourself if you've never done it before. Okay. So there you, there you go on this. Uh, we also lost Liberace on this day. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Lost Liberace. My brother George. <laughs> Okay, I didn't expect that out of you. Um, so again, you guys got any questions about any of this stuff? Greg Clarkson, Odyssey dot com, uh, and again, you can uh, hit me up on uh, Get Cast with. Greg. Well, I want to warn on people. X. I want I want to warn people if you're like me and you were looking forward to the night and get a chance to watch NASCAR. <laughs> yep, nope. you will not get to see NASCAR tonight. We got Brandon Hutchinson coming up in the next in the next uh, segment next hour for Atlanta Motor Speedway, but the clash at the L.A. Coliseum because they're expecting a wall of rain to just come through Southern California uh, today. They went ahead and moved the race up, and they raced it last night. So Denny Hamlin is your winner uh, of the uh, Clash of the L.A. Coliseum with Kyle Busch second and Ryan Blaney third. Um, And so now everybody's, you know, heads back. Of course, they're not going to use those cars at Daytona anyway. Those short track cars, they they got a whole whole. They'll ship those to Bristol, right? They'll just have them ready in Tennessee. Uh, probably so. They'll probably be the next to the, the short track. Look at you. Look, look, look at this guy. Did he just get here he yesterday? Been hanging out here a little bit. Now he's over. Oh, they're going to ship. They're going to ship him to Bristol. Well, actually, actually, they'll ship him back to the to the shops. They'll go back to the shops up up in up in Charlotte, and they'll tweak them and get them ready for. Them. Because Bristol, unlike this thing in L.A., was flat. Bristol right. is, is bang, bang. So, so you know, that. so yeah. they got they, the setup will be a little different, but it'll be that same body. Yeah, it'll be that car. Yeah, I know my NASCAR man. I know about that. Check you out. I, look at man. Listen, Check you me out. and Brandon Hutchison. I'm oh telling my. you, I'm his Luca Brasi now. <laughs> All right, after what he did for me, I'm I'm his Luca Brasi. Actually, I don't want that. I got a knife in my hand. <laughs> I won't do that. I have to say, easy, this. easy. I want to put. I want to put. A, a, I got to tease this properly. Y'all want to be tuned in next Saturday. Next Saturday during our show, we'll be on. Uh, we'll just say six to ten. He's <laughs> somewhere in that four-hour range. I'm not sure. Somewhere it's in somewhere that range, right? But just tune in 6 to 10 next Saturday and next Sunday. But I have a casting director coming on okay. next Saturday. Okay. Stay with me here. Mm-hmm. Who is a part of Super Bowl Sunday. Ooh. She is a part of the – I, said, I some, said she. I shouldn't some, even said that. Something that we will see. Something that you will see. I'm talking about a commercial. Not a commercial. Not a commercial. I okay. mean something – on Super Bowl Sunday that it, she's a part of. Is this thing, will it be anything to do with, with it, Taylor Swift? No. Will it have anything to do with Usher? No. 
No. It has nothing to do. Well, I tell you what. I tell you what. I tell you what. I tell you what. It's 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 an it's it's a it's a usher alternative. Usher alternative. I'll leave it at that. We're gonna be an alternative to Usher. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Okay. I'll leave it at that. All right. Hey. Um, but this is this was too this was too cool when I heard about it, and I said you got to come on here. It's um, I, I, again. Okay. He's gonna come on Saturday. Okay. And we will be talking about this. We've already really talked about it. I just want to get the person to find out how they did it. So I'm not going to say it again. I'm just going to tease you. We have a casting director joining us next Saturday who has something to do with Super Bowl Sunday. Okay. A big event. Okay. A big event. Anyway, having said that, moving into the 9 o'clock hour, as you said, uh, Brandon Hutchinson, we just we have not talked enough Atlanta Motor Speedway, and they got a lot of stuff going on out there getting ready for race weekend, which is the following week after Daytona. Mm-hmm. But they have stuff coming up this week, and they got a brand new opening. I mean, when you drive into the place, it looks spectacular. And they got an event in town that people can yeah. come out to this week. That's what I was saying. Want people to check it out. Well, we're going to talk about that with Brandon. He's coming up at 920. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 